You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Don't touch that dial. It's the Dogman Radio Hour on Houndsman XP. Your host, Ed Barnes and Tanner Hurt. Now a word from our sponsors at your favorite beverage company. Yes, beverages are always refreshing and good for you too. So remember to stop and enjoy a nice cold beverage from your favorite beverage company. And now, let's catch up to the boys and hear of their latest adventure on the dog. Well guys, welcome back. Dog Meeting Podcast. We're, uh, we're headed home right now from we hunted a tournament it's me myself tanner her cody jenkins ed barnes we're uh we're tired but we had a good time we might and i am driving so we might get pulled over yeah and if you hear some noise it's from the truck we're recording as we go on yeah so maybe it won't squeak as bad as ed's truck digging did that last it's got to be better than that. But no, we had a good time. We didn't we didn't win anything, but it was a two day hunt. Biggest three hogs. Of course, they had side pots of big big boar and big sow. We uh, we went out towards western Oklahoma to a friend of mine's foot where he grew up at. But we uh, we bait hogs the whole time. I mean, we never did turn out and not find one. We just we had. Trouble sealing the deal with the bulldogs, but yeah, for people who don't, for people who aren't hog hunters or maybe not familiar with how hog hunts work, they're all a little bit different, of course. But this one is, uh, like Tanner said, is that you bring in your three biggest hogs. This was a dead weigh-in, not live weigh-in. We started uh, Friday at five p.m. The hunt starts, and then weigh-in was noon on. Sunday, so I don't know how many hours that is, but it's plenty. And it's just this one was three team members, so team members can bring dogs. And then this hunt allowed two helpers. I think you had to pay for the helpers, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, you had to pay for the helpers. Fifty dollars a helper if you want those. If you did the side pots, uh, it was just a hundred dollars a piece, basically. But uh. But no, we we had a good time. Ed had the luxury. We got the okay to to have him go with us, and he did some. We started this podcast as we was kind of hunting, just some, you know, summing up what happened on each turnout with with uh, at the end of it. We we got on some long races, and uh, the dog. I mean, I thought the dogs did really good. I mean, I I couldn't complain about the bay dog side of it they they all hunted they went and done their job but ed had the best view of it of ever of anybody he didn't have to carry nothing or or anything well in the beginning i tried to carry this recording equipment <laughs> quickly realized that's not really doable in a hog hunt yeah he's a little soft i mean i had all these cables and this expensive recording equipment i'm trying to be careful with and we're crawling through green briars and down hills and up mountains and it's got to be a bit much 
but uh, I mean, what was your thoughts on the whole deal? Well, I mean, it's fun. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm not that big of a fan of the hog hunting competitions anymore. I mean, just because it's, I'm getting older, and two and a half days is tough. So, <laughs> that's what we was talking about at Wayne. I mean, some of them, like Tanner, I, Tanner and I have put on a few of them, a couple of them. And I think both times we did it, it was just a 24-hour hunt, and you just wait in your one big hog. I'm, I'm a fan of the one-day hunts. I think it's easier on people that don't have as many spots or as good a spot. You still, in a one-day hunt with a one hog, you still have a chance to win, even if you don't have all the primo spots. Yeah, and if you don't have up-team dogs to hunt, you know, some people only have two or three bay dogs and and that's the thing people don't I, some people probably maybe people that aren't from hog hunting wouldn't think of in the beginning but when you're hunting dogs that that long especially hog dogs which is kind of a high high impact kind of sport it takes a bunch of dogs and and you're you know figuring out your spots you know what's going to be easiest to get pigs in and out and and stuff like that uh-huh. and that was kind of the thinking on tanner hunting this one we've hunted me and tanner have hunted plenty of tournaments there by our house it's pretty we call them mountains people from the mountains wouldn't call them mountains but we call them mountains it's rough and just the time involved even after you catch a good hog to get it out and back to the truck can take hours so like tanner said this time we went down kind of western Oklahoma where it's flat. And would you know it, we found mountains and they were tough. We wasted. I, well, we did kind of waste. We wasted all day Saturday. Yeah, it. Uh, we got on. We caught a. It was a boar hog, wasn't it? That first one? Yeah. It, we caught a boar hog. Um, and it was. Oh, shit, what am I doing? Thank uh, you. <laughs> Anyways, I just run a red light. But <laughs> no, I, uh, it was it was not working. That stop sign back here. We're alive, but I uh, we caught the first one. Awesome spot. Got it out pretty easy. And then Iggy, an older female that I have, she she rolled out. And I think it was almost a mile and made made the next one. And uh, we got there, and like we was talking about the bulldogs. I don't know if they even got all the way to her or not. And it broke again, and, man, it went over some big old rock outcrops. We looked like mountain climbers for a little while. But I think that pig, I think we bathed that pig four times, and every time was, you know, over a half mile away from the other spot. And it just, when you're on foot and can't, no roads to get to it, even if we caught that pig, we'd have wasted all our evening getting it out of there. Yeah, it's one of those deals where you just keep piggybacking, it breaks, and then you go another mile, and it bays up, and then now you're a mile and three quarters away from the truck, and then it breaks, and it goes another half mile. And Tanner's dog's not going to quit. It's just going to keep, you know, when it busts, it's going to keep following that pig, so you really don't have any choice. But what what was the, uh, Cody had his phone, and it keeps track of all that. Saturday, what was the walk count? We walked 11 miles and 110 flights of stairs. So, it was pretty country. 
It really was. And the walking that, it wasn't it wasn't a slow paced walk. It was getting to it, getting to it, getting to it. It yeah. was it was like rolling hills that were really pretty. I mean, it really looked like West Texas, just kind of some scrub, big smooth rolling hills. But then when you got to the draws between those hills, it was like Vietnam down there. Giant limestone rocks you had to crawl over. But it was, like I told you guys, within the hunt or not, I, I like to go hunt new places. You know, it's not that I don't enjoy hunting at home. That's why we do it. But it's always good to hunt something. Like, we hunt a lot of farm ground, y'all listening. And I was telling those guys, I said, you know, wait and see. I said, these pigs smell different from eating that wheat. It's, it's, uh. It's just weird. I don't. I don't really know why, but they got that. They got wheat planted everywhere, and uh, they just. I don't know. It's just wild to me that they smell that much different from their diet. And uh, what about that first hog? The first hog we got, we didn't. We didn't really have our stuff together. We Friday night we didn't start hunting. We could have started hunting at five. But we didn't start till seven or seven thirty. But pretty quick we caught. A pretty spotted towel black and white spotted towel yeah she's about as spotted as you get one and uh but uh, <laughs> we yeah. got up we got up to her and uh i i mean i smelled something i knew it wasn't right <laughs> and these guys since i've been telling them that story they're like oh my god but i guess she had been shot in the leg from you know just somebody hunting with a rifle it had to be probably what a week before that probably yeah, and, yeah, if uh, not longer than that. Oh my goodness, her leg was rotten, rotten, and uh, those guys looked at me before we realized that she had been shot. Like, oh my God, they do stink. But, no, they, <laughs> they don't like. They don't smell like that, obviously, but they do. They have a different odor to them, I guess. Uh, but we didn't even bother hauling that sow out. No, we was. I wasn't. I wasn't carrying her. We was, uh, and she wouldn't have helped us out any in the long run either, but. She was probably three quarters of a mile from any pickup, and she was rotten, so we didn't even mess with her. But we, the next morning, we kind of regrouped and we started on some bottom land hunting down there, and we we got on the pigs right off the bat. I think I think we did a record after that one. We ended up catching our biggest sow uh, down there, and. What, what did she weigh when she was field dressed earlier? 147, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. She was, she had dried up some, you know, from, you have to gut, you have to gut them for these tournaments, or, you know, a lot of them anyways, and, or field dress, but she, uh, she wasn't quite as heavy as what we thought she was going to be, but she was a really healthy, healthy sow, and, uh, and then we're, we're, what do we go after that? We go back to the mountains. That's when we wasted all our time, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but, but before that, like on that that first time we caught Saturday morning, the one you're just talking about, the bull we were right there when we sent bulldogs, and there was two two sows. One of them was quite a bit bigger than the one we ended up catching, but they busted, and those pigs didn't even want to leave. They just made a short. They made a circle around us, probably. A hundred yard circle. They made two of them. They make two circles. Yeah, but we, you know, like I said, it was two black sows, and the one we caught wasn't bad size, but the one with her was quite a bit bigger. And we was hoping 
they were staying side by side when the bulldogs finally got caught up and, and caught and we heard it we was hoping it was that big one but it didn't turn out to be yeah and it, uh, that's how it goes <laughs> it would be usually when you, especially when you see pigs too you're not gonna you're not gonna catch one that you want to catch but they, uh, then what did we do after that like I said we went to, we wasted our time basically not waste our time but we, we enjoyed it but for the hunt aspect of it we did and then we kind of regrouped and got something to eat Cody ate two jars of pickles it's cramping up because his legs were cramping but uh well when we was climbing all them mountains for hours uh clay Mendeman had a son with him who's getting ready to turn 10 and he was wearing rubber boots and he matched us step for step oh yeah he did good he was starting to he was starting to feel it and we had walked so far we'd gotten close to a buddy of clay's place so clay made a phone call and me clay and uh tate had the different landowner come pick us up and they drove us around and cody and tanner and luke and ty continued the chase for another i think you guys did like four more miles after that after we left yeah and that's when we done the rock climbing (laughs) and i was was thinking i was like you know people i guess we're doing it for fun too but people go climb rocks for no motive at the top i guess self-satisfaction but uh it's a lot cooler when there might be a big boar hog on top of that bluff or something i guess and that's kind of the fun part about competitions i guess is that you you do push yourself a lot further than you do when you're just hunting for fun and then so after after we went to the sonic and got us something to eat we where did we go then we went back out to the hills right where the windmills were yeah we was up on the top of the of a ridge there that was lined with those gigantic windmills we was hunting right underneath them yeah we uh well, we kick out chicken sissy. Yep. They, I think they went like 600. And, man, they started baying solid. They, uh, I mean, wasn't even hardly moving. I kind of got my hopes up. I thought it might have been a really big one just because he's confident enough. He didn't have to run. Yeah, bait him in the middle of a field. And uh, we got up there and we caught a boar hog. Probably, what was he, 135 probably. Yeah, that's what he was. Probably 135 pounds. And, uh. So we got him caught pretty quick, really. It probably wasn't a 15-minute deal from start to finish. And we regrouped and started him again up towards these windmills. And they got out probably 600 from us and started digging around. I just turned the truck off, and they worked their way up over top of this, or kind of around of this mountain, so to speak, with the windmills that was on top. And they got over there probably a couple hundred yards from a wheat field in Beta pretty good size group of pigs i would i, mean, I would i thought it was there was 0.59 when they made those and uh how many i mean what do you think that sow weighed we end up getting caught out of that she's probably our second biggest still yet we just we had a hard time getting anything big locked down we uh at the end of the night last night we we kicked loose and Clay had some of his dogs out, and I had my two females run around. And it was like kind of a creek bottom, and it was just zigging and zagging that was the way that water channel went. And I think that pig crossed it on them, shoot, four or five times probably. And 
I, uh, we never did. We had him bay just just for a little bit, and they got almost to him. They was about to unsnap the bulldogs, and he broke. So yeah, I'm sure he knew what knew the game already. But yeah, at that place, we were darn near in town on that place. We've been driving around that that weekend, and we kept noticing just right there on the outskirts of town, the side of the highway was just rooted all the pieces, and there was a big old dead boar hog right there on the side of the road. So Clay had permission on that spot, so we hit it that night. I was I was done. Sleep in the truck. I went. <laughs> I I think that's the first time I haven't gone to a bay in my life. I can't think of not of never going to one before. So, I was beat. And I, no comment, I guess. <laughs> 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 no, it, it was late, and like I said, it was moving pretty good. But at the same time, they had it. They had him locked down for just a little bit, and, and then he swam the the main channel, so to speak, of that creek river it's probably probably 40 yard wide 50 yard ride wide in one spot and then that had a bunch of fingers and it was just a mess but but uh two dogs end up swimming the creek with him and come back around cross some railroad tracks and i mean he he put them for the test when they was already tired and uh he beat us <laughs> all them hogs that y'all caught were all pretty. They were pretty. Um, it was a pretty matching set. Yeah, and uh, I'd say they were all right, right around two hundred with guts. Yeah, pretty close at least. They was probably two hundred pounders. Nothing, nothing to be super excited about when you're in a tournament, but you never know. You know, somebody can. Everybody else could have had harder luck than you did that day, so or that weekend. Well, the last the last tournament that we hunted was that twenty four hour last year, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a one day hunt, and that was another rough one. We were talking about it this weekend. We walked in twenty four hours. We walked twenty five miles, and we didn't think we did very good. And then y'all went to weigh in and got second place and missed first place by like ounces. It was less yeah. than, less than a pound. Less than a pound, and uh, that. The last hunt we hunted, man, it was hard. We, you know, this one we stopped and we we slept and we. I mean, we wasn't too worried about just trying to catch as many hogs as we could. And it was, and I like it that way. I don't want everything to be in a hurry. That's when you start making mistakes on stuff and you get a dog hurt or anything like that. And, and uh, Clay kind of taught me that whenever, when I was start hunting, whenever you just just let them do their job, you know. And, just get to the bay and get it caught and don't make it a big deal. You ain't got to run a, a mile to them. If they're baying, they're baying. And if they end up losing him, they lose him. But he uh, he taught me a lot when it comes to that. And that's I think that's why I enjoyed the weekend so much is that, yeah, we was hunting the tournament and we wanted to catch everything. But at the same time, we wasn't just staying up for 48 hours to do it. We, we took naps and it made it a little more enjoyable. Yeah, I mean, we were lucky to have uh, a bunkhouse to use. We actually, I mean, it's not like we slept a bunch, but we got five or six hours a night. And uh, the last tournament we hunted, 
we never stopped. We, we only thing we stopped for was to switch dogs and grab something at a convenience store on the way to the next place. And and we caught a lot of hogs, especially for the hills at the house, you know. And uh, but it exhausted us. I think I, I was so tired. I like I got sick from. It. I lost my voice and everything. Remember that? Yeah. And uh, but that's just part of it you know you want to be competitive yeah i used to i used to hunt them tournaments for the two and a half days and we would literally not sleep or if we did sleep it'd be like one hour on saturday night and it's just miserable dogs torn to pieces and pads run off of them and they're just exhausted and you're exhausted and that's why I say, I mean, I, I'm too old to do it anymore, but it is kind of fun just to kind of push yourself. That's that's what hunting down there in the country we was in is the, when they got up on the sides of the hills, man, the cactus and stuff was bad on their feet. And, you know, our dogs in northeast Oklahoma, they're just not used to that at all. And, I mean, I don't know if you can ever get, you, get used to it, so to speak, but they, uh, they're pretty they're pretty stoved up this morning when we decided to head back home and uh they're ready for their dog houses yeah i'm ready for my dog house and my wife puts me in a little while so. yeah you know what app i use on my phone more than any other app besides the podcast app to listen to this here podcast i use onyx Onyx Maps is the most comprehensive mapping system for hunters on the market today. I use it all the time. When I was in New Mexico, I was looking at 40,000 acres of ranch that I needed to learn. I flip open Onyx and just start studying, studying the map. When I'm riding trails, I put the tracking app on. It helps me get around in strange country. I could mark water sources, food sources, bear sign, just all kinds of options within Onyx. You need to check out Onyx Maps by going to houndsmanxp.com. Click on the link on our sponsor page. You'll go right to Onyx Maps, and when you check out, enter the code HXP20, and you will get 20% off of your order. Know where you stand with Onyx. Well, yeah, we didn't... uh... Uh, we did, we went away and we didn't hang around. Kind of weighed our hogs and then left. But what was the? Uh, what do you think that big? There was one team there that had a a good bar hog, good cutters on him. What do you? What do you think he weighed gutted? Uh, he told me it was it was two, like two seventy five, wasn't it? Two seventies. Two seventy gutted. I thought no, it was. I think he was. I think he told me it was two oh two gutted. Is what he told me. I thought about. he said he was two seventy. He, pro- he probably was with the guts in him. He was a big pig. And yeah. He probably had, I don't know. Four and a half inch cutters. Yeah, three or four inch cutters. He was he was a good pig, but he was a bar, so I don't. he didn't count towards biggest boar, and that was a side pot. So he, uh, but he counted on the stringer, right? He counted on the stringer, and that's what, that's what helped him out. That's, that's awesome, you know. That's what it's about, It's trying to catch big pigs. And I don't remember who caught it, but it was a, it was a good pig. I think it was, uh, I think it was Lane Luker, didn't they say? I don't, I don't remember. We was, 
we was tired and, and we knew we didn't have a chance of taking home a, any money, so we just got out of there. So we when we was driving to away, and I, I was telling Tanner I had an idea we might try to do the next time. This was kind of a small hunt. There was eight teams. Some of them are bigger, but we were saying next time there's a hunt, it might be a good idea. There's something fun for people to listen to if we go to weigh in and tell everybody ahead of, ahead of time and like do like 15 minute interview with each team or each team that want to do it. I think that might be kind of cool. What was your tournament you wanted to do a while ago? Yeah, I had an idea, I had an idea for a tournament. I always come up with these ideas for tournaments, and nobody wants to do them. But uh, big hogs, so just you weigh in one hog, you weigh in one catfish, and then you weigh in one coon in three days. I think that'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Only ones that would enter it would be us. Yeah, My, the other idea I had for a competition that I thought was good but nobody ever liked was. It's a one hog, so you got 24 hours to hunt and catch one hog, and then then at the weigh-in, everybody meets up there at the end of that first 24 hours, and ahead of time, they put their smokers or what, however they want to cook the hog there, <laughs> and then you got 24 hours, and everybody cooks a hog, and it's like a hog hunting slash cooking. You've been watching too many of these new outdoor shows that meet the table and Woods to table, and yeah, you've been watching too many of those. I don't really, I don't really watch those. I had that idea a few years ago, so I'm probably ahead of that. They probably got it from me. Yeah, you're usually ahead of the game. <laughs> I think that would be fun, though. It would be neat. He just wants free food. Well, let, let me ask you this: if you, if your hog tournament is for big hog, you think that's going to put you at a disadvantage on the cooking? No, no, no. The no, it's it's a. The competition is just strictly on the cooking side. Oh. You just have 24 hours to go catch your pig, so you're not trying to catch some big boar hog. You're trying to catch something that's going to be good to eat because it kind of goes back like we were talking that one podcast that me, you, and Cody did where, you know, the eating side of it is a big side of hunting, traditionally. Traditionally, And yeah. I think we've kind of gotten away from that, but it was actually me and Seth Cobb who came up with the cooking concept and that was because uh, we were driving somewhere you started talking about crazy shit well no we started talking about how i we started talking about how we didn't like hog hunts because there's no there's no real social aspect to it because every team when you show up to weigh and everybody's dog tired and everybody just wants to weigh their hog see if they want and then get away from each other get out of there and Every time you have a hog hunting competition, it causes rifts. You know, people are unhappy. They think this guy cheated, that guy cheated. So, it, in my mind, they kind of tear our community apart. Oh, 100%. So, I was like, so if you got rid of that, and then so then you got 24 hours to cook this pig you caught, that means all the hog hunting teams are going to be hanging out for 24 hours at some place cooking, and everybody's going to be drinking beer and talking and then the fights are gonna break out. Then they can fight in person. <laughs> yeah, they can fight in person. They don't have to do it on Facebook. Oh, well, let's not get started about that. <laughs> but, but no, that's a good idea. I'll enter it. I would enter it. I think it'd be fun. But the, the catfishing thing—that's not gonna work out because what's what'll happen is, well, all t- all three of us will take my boat out, and then 
you just basically who has the better side of the boat that night you're just gonna win the catfishing part of it no but we'd be on a team we'd be on a team no it, that wouldn't work yeah it's not very good help on catfishing we're the only <laughs> we're the only three gonna enter it so oh, we're gonna be the only team in it so yeah. basically we might as well just go hunting and just cook our dinner yeah you're probably right nobody would enter it yeah but I think, I mean, I think hogging competitions have got kind of stale. I think somebody needs to do something different. I've been wanting to put on a just a big pig. It don't matter if it's boar, sow, whatever. I don't care if it's a bar. And 24-hour, two-man team with dogs, and then however many helpers you want to take with you. Like, it's not that big a deal. You know, it's, but the more help you got, the better off you are. And, I mean, I, I get it. The, the bigger tournaments when they do that because it is a setback how much help you have when you're you're trying to get a pig out of a oh yeah I mean big hole or mountain or yeah, whatever the mountain that we had to go up last night well but, yeah I mean some of these you know the bigger competitions we was talking about this weekend a friend of mine David Shepard won one a few years ago he's dead now but and David Shepard's an honest man they did not cheat I, I can sure everybody but in a two and a half day hunt i don't remember exactly but i want to i want to say they caught 78 hogs yeah so you start thinking about the logistics and these and in that 78 i mean there wasn't a bunch of 40 pounders i mean it was they were good size hogs not all 300 but you know there wasn't a bunch of like 30 and 40 so just the logistics of dragging those hogs out of somewhere and moving them and all that that's where your helpers come in and that's and that's another reason i want to to be a little more relaxed fun so to speak is that you don't have to just kill yourself like a lot of, I, I had the idea of the one big hog kind of everybody shot it down like well my spot da, 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 my spot this like well that makes no sense to me in my head and I, and I get that but if I have three spots and another guy has 15 and they're all 10,000 acres he has way more likelihood of piling up 15 head yeah then i do catch them 15 and on the, uh, yeah and, and uh, on a one hog i mean there's a lot of guys who don't have access to private and most of those guys don't hunt tournaments so no. if, you, if you're doing a one hog that opens it up to guys who hunt public and uh and no nobody seems to see it the way i did i guess and uh if you have three bay dogs and a bulldog you can go catch just as big a pig as I can mm-hmm. on one turnout, yeah. you know. And I don't know. I just they didn't they didn't see it like the way I did. And and in a twenty four hour tournament, you don't have to catch a three hundred pounder to win it. You might catch a sixty pounder and beat everybody else. Oh you yeah, know? And, I think it levels the playing field a lot. And uh, I don't know. I, I, I've been kicked that one around in my head. And well, that that's what we did though, isn't it? When we did the ODHA hunt. No, we did big three. Did we do big we, three? We, we did big three. Huh? And. Uh, but I, I really think that would go over good. Just the one one hog, one big hog. And you can do a side pot if everybody wants to do one of some kind. Big teeth. or And you could do a big sow. But your main deal would be just big hog straight across the board. And and try to get it, you know, where you can have more helpers. Where people are taking kids and doing stuff like that. In which a lot of hunts you can still take kids. But I think, I think it would be better. Yeah, I'd be down for it. And uh, I'm thinking like a ten thousand dollar entry fee, yeah, you know, stuff reasonable. like that, you know, <laughs> something people can afford. Yeah, 
you know, a good payout of 250000 or so. Yeah. Then you could hog hunt the rest of the year. But no, well, uh, that's kicking around in my head. I'm thinking about doing it. So we gotta, we gotta, we, we need to do another one for that's that's actually for ODHA. That's actually where me and Seth come up with the idea for the cooking one is because we were trying to we were brainstorming for an ODHA tournament, which ODHA is Oklahoma Dog Hunter Association. So we didn't want to do a tournament that tears people apart. We wanted to try to come up with an idea of a tournament that you know bring people together more than make people argue about who cheated or not that's what we ought to do though we ought to do with one hog for ODHA well, I'm game just tell me when I'll do it before it gets hot but uh what else is your your that you seen that you liked this weekend something that you didn't like about what happened on everything well I really liked it when we hunted the flat land <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. that's something we never get to do yeah that's true and uh so I really liked that part I used to think I didn't like hills, and going up them to me is a lot easier than going down them anymore. Man, I and same thing happened last year when we did the the twenty four hour hunt. My right knee, I don't really have knee problems, but if I go walking mile after mile in hills, when I start going down a hill, my knee just like wants to lock up, and it, as soon as I get to the bottom, I'm fine. I mean, a little bit sore, but I'm. I can walk fine. And going up, I don't have a problem. But going down kills me. When y'all bade that hog underneath that windmill, y'all took off down. It was They had to go downhill to go get it. And I took off after y'all. I wasn't even trying to keep up. And I just didn't know if I was going to make it. I, I stopped. And I said, man, I'm not going to even bother to go down there, too. There ain't no sense in it. They're going to come right back this way. And then I heard those bulldogs hit. I started walking again. I got to get down there. I made it down, but it really wasn't a whole lot of fun. Yeah, you you walked down just to get to walk back up, didn't you? Yeah, but I don't. But even then, like I was really having a hard time going down that hill. But then, as soon as we turned to go back up, I'm good. You should have driven the pig up the hill like we did. I couldn't. I'm not on the team. I can't. You want to talk about hard? The Houndsman XP Podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this Made in America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say Made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. That was probably the most impressive thing of the whole weekend is we walked back up that hill slash mountain and to get the truck and get it a little closer with the dogs that we had and stuff and cody luke and what was the other boy's name ty ty yeah they, uh, we got the truck you know made it up there pretty decent time i thought with the dogs and got it loaded and they had the pig already at the top i mean like i thought they cheated <laughs> get it to the top but they didn't they 
they hauled butt. I was gassed after that. So how many, were you two jars of pickles down? Yeah. Half a jar of banana peppers. Half a jar of banana peppers. Okay, okay, get this. So, so after we did all that walking Saturday, like we knew cramps were coming. Like our legs are going to start cramping. So we need to get to a dollar store and get some pickles. Cody buys two jars of pickles and a jar of banana peppers. Eats the two jars of pickles in record time. (laughs) And then here about 30 minutes ago, we stopped to get some diesel. Cody goes in and gets a chicken sandwich and then opens it up and there's pickles on it and he takes them off. I already had enough pickles for the week. (laughs) You had enough pickles for the year. (laughs) They was warm. I didn't like warm pickles. I'm not a serial killer. (laughs) You think that's a sign? Yeah. Eating hot pickles. I mean, spicy pickles would be different, but just warm, lukewarm pickles. I, I bought a jar of pickles. I, I ate one, I think, and I just drank all the juice out of it. Oh, I drank a whole case of water, a four or five pack of Gatorade. Now you're on the Pedialyte. Yeah, Pedialyte. <clears throat> it's going to take me a week to recover well, from all the junk I'm, we ate. I'm getting ready because Ed said we was wrestling today. Yeah, that was the plan on Friday that Sunday me and Cody's going to wrestle. But after him... Talking all sad on us. I'm not going to wrestle. I don't want to hurt him. He's too hurting and sore. He's too I'm old. good. You say that until I wrestle you. Then you'll be trying to stab me or something because <laughs> I beat you. Yeah. I'm going counting those eggs. I'll video. <laughs> yeah. We'll try to get a... It, we'll try to get Chris to put that up on the Patreon site. you got to pay to watch the wrestling match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like... That'd be about as good as a Jake Paul fight. They, uh, how much is it? How much would it cost to watch you and Cody fight? I don't know. I, I mean, nothing ridiculous. I mean, probably twenty bucks. Yeah, I'm like, it ain't gonna be worth twenty bucks. Like five ninety nine. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it, it might be worth twenty bucks if I take a knife out. <laughs> he will, cause he'll get mad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes to lose. No, that, you're right. They don't. That's why I don't want to fight him. I don't want to get stabbed. And that's part of the like. I mean, we do. We do that every time we hunt. Not wrestle, but just like give each other hell. But Constantly. We shit talk to each other. Yeah. Constantly. From when we see each other to when we leave. But a tournament is like three days of that. You always, I mean, we have laughed so much. I mean, 99% of it we wouldn't dare record and put on here. No. But, no, no, no. But that's, the, that's another aspect of the tournament. It's just kind of. The best, I think the best part of the whole deal of the shit talking was the uh, Cody bought a case of water and it was just for team members only. <laughs> so, so, so Ed didn't get any water this weekend. He's been no, nah, that was not the best. <laughs> the best was we're at Don't sauna. Be, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> the best is we're at Sonic and Cody ordered two foot long wieners. <laughs> And swallowed him like a pro. No, me and Ed talked so much shit. I was going to get a foot-long coney, and I said no, because he'll be going to start talking shit. So I just got a cheeseburger instead. I already knew it was coming, so I just didn't do it. It's pretty bad. I wasn't going to set myself up for failure. It's pretty bad when you change your 
people eat, eating bad. <laughs> the people around yeah. you determine what you're going to eat. What you're <laughs> we're so scared of each other, shit talking to We watch what we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should. We should make a Patreon and record all that. I don't know about all that. Yeah, Ed. Last night, he was so grumpy, laying down in the back seat of a T100. You know, plenty of room to spread out. Oh yeah, plenty. And uh, it, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want a recording of that. Not that. that. And I was thinking back. I was thinking back to that last time that we did in that truck. And that's when I start falling to pieces. Is like when I start getting leg cramps and I'm in that tiny back seat. Can't stretch your legs straight. But well, what do y'all think? I think we're about done. We're pulling into town here. We're gonna go try to sell these hogs, pay for Tanner's diesel money. They'll have to be. They'd have to be really expensive hogs to pay for diesel. <laughs> well, they'll help. Well, some of it, huh? But uh, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, Maybe we'll if if there is a fight, I will record it. Uh, we'll do three ninety nine for the first fight, and then uh, when the rematch comes around, oh, I think we'll we should wait and see how good the fight is till we put a price on it. No, I'm gonna set. I'm gonna go. I know the fight's it. not gonna be good, Ed. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and set it in three ninety nine. Okay. Um, but I am kind of worried. No one wants to fight a knife maker. No. But that's all right. If he pulls out a knife, I'm going to shoot him in the kneecap. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's that's fair. I mean, a a knife is one thing. A gun is another. (laughs) That's the deal. If a gun gets pulled, it's going to be a little more expensive. We'll fight. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you all next time.